You there, adventurer? Yes, you. Do you desire knowledge of immense worlds and arcane power? A codex of untold stories and lore? Or perhaps simply easy listening for your daily commute? Then feast your eyes, or more accurately, ears, upon Dungeonpedia. Shit's about to get nerdy in here. everyone, and welcome to Dungeonpedia, an exploration into the lore of Dungeons & Dragons. We're your hosts, Lou and Markel. Taylor Stanfield. And I'm Travis Beasley. And it's currently raining. It is. Yes. It actually sounds like the rain has now picked up a little bit since we hit the record button. Yep. That's bad. As it always happens. <laughs> it's not even spring. Nope. I think we had a delayed spring this year. Actually, what I think happened was that the weather saw what was going on and was like, I'm not going to fuck with Oklahoma this year. We're not not right, right now. Which, you know, appreciative of that one. <laughs> also, you were like, it's not spring. And I had to stop and think like, wait, isn't it spring? Oh, no, it's it's mm-hmm. it's almost August. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, time has been. Weird. Time is not real. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it, like everything's been so fucky. We didn't even get tornadoes this year. What is that about? I mean, knock on wood. So uh, that was a uh, just, you yeah. know. Yeah. So enjoy the, rain. just enjoy the ambient rain sounds in the background. If they even come through, they might not, but. We'll see. Imagine. We'll, we'll probably get put out in post. On and then I'll put better, ambient I'll rain. put better rain sounds under in post. Uh, perfect, perfect. No, I Beautiful. won't. But jumping right into it, because this is a bit of a long-winded episode um, oh boy we're back in the abyss with yay part two. and yay. there's a gentle rain in the background a hell rain acid, well acid do they get like acid rain it depends there? on what layer you're on great right yeah so when we last loved off i discussed the history of the demons the different types of demons and delved a little bit into how they're run which is to say chaotically and evilly chaotic evilly anyway. chaotically evil evilly chaotic so basically, shortly after Mortal Evil brought the Tanari on the scene, they all but destroyed their masters, the Oberiths, and made the very first Tanari Demogorgon, uh, who became the Prince of Demons. Oh, okay. He also accidentally made a god of demonic dinosaurs and a new race of incorporeal demons, but that's just a footnote. This it, is all the stuff that we covered last Yeah, I was right. going to say, it happens. This is a very quick uh, briefing of the last episode. Previously <laughs> well, on Dungeonpedia. The last demon episode. Not yeah. the yeah. last... So if you click on the very last one, you, you will not find demon dinosaurs, and I'm sorry. <laughs> the the Tanari are a diverse race of creatures, especially when compared to even other infernals. In universe, the reason for why there are so many unique monstrosities, as well as common typings of Tanari and in general demons, is just that there are some types of evil that are common and ever present, creating a single type of demon. Which I think is kind of neat. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense to me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I can follow it. Simple, but yeah. it gets Because, I mean, they're done. derived yeah. from mortal sin, so yeah. I'm, I'm with it. So, as you'll recall, uh, Tanari were created by corrupted souls of evil mortals, blah, blah, blah. And if there's one thing that, that mortals are good at, it's repeating the same mistakes over and over. What? Oh, really? Too real. 
This makes the Tanahari the most numerous in both sheer volume, but also the different types. By 5th edition, it's been whittled down to about 11 types, but we'll try and cover all editions. Which is still a lot. Yes. Really, I mean. Yeah. And and plus, I may be, correct me if I'm wrong, but I get the feeling that it, it might be one of those situations where it's like, there's innumerable amount, like kinds of Tanari, but they're not gonna. <laughs> so basically, it's kind of just you can get away. You could easily get away as a uh, writer for D and D with just making up another kind of Tanari, and and it it wouldn't strictly yeah go against canon, es- especially because. And this is kind of jumping ahead, but a lot of the demon lords are. Uh, on their own, just unique monstrosities. Gotcha. So, the Tanari existed as far back as 1st edition, though not under the same name. Uh, Mm -hmm. That name actually was not introduced until 2nd edition. They were all just demons. Yeah. So, 1st edition brought us the Tanari types of Mains, Succubi, Hezru, Glebrezu, and Rock, Nalfeshni, Baylors, and Meriliths. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> it's gonna be another one of those episodes, I guys. I think I recognize like three or four of those. I don't think those were words that you just said. <laughs> so by fifth edition, a few additions were made, and succubi were removed entirely and classified as neutral evil shapeshifters. But for the most part, those core demons are the building blocks of the Tanari. Gotcha. Okay. Uh first edition also gave us the Gorus. Troy, as a in a Dragon Magazine article penned by Gary Gags in 1984, um, Garstoy is the plural of Garsto. Um, so I, I will get to that later. Oh, okay, I was about to say, I, is he a demon painter? <laughs> I was to say, I hope that doesn't. That's not supposed to mean something to me right now because it doesn't. No. Uh, so, uh, Planescape in Second Edition brought us many things. Always. Out there. Oh man, yeah. yeah. I honestly kind of forget about Planescape Thank from you, Planescape. time to time. Like the stuff that it throws in. Oh yeah. Just expanded so much. Thank yeah. you, Planescape. Thank you, Planescape. Thank uh, you, Planescape. Honestly, this whole arc and the last Celestial arc, I've just been living in Planescape. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it'd be that yeah. way. So yeah. uh Planescape introduced the Allophenes and the Cambians, which I will say are now rightfully absorbed into the half fiend description. So Allophenes are the descendants of female succubi and male mortals, and Cambians are the descendants of male incubi slash succubi and female mortals. Okay, yeah, uh gotcha. Yeah, so they're just half fiends. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because that was a Sarek situation, if I remember correctly. He was a Cambian, his mother was a human. Yeah. And his father was a demon. And now he's half-fiend or tiefling. D- just depends. I mean, now he's dead. So. Okay, well. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Planescape also gave us the Alkalith, the Babus, uh, the Balgara, the Bebeliths, the Kazmi, the Dretches, the Marazi, the Molydus, the Nabusu, the Rudderkin and the Uridazu. Okay. Nice. Don't worry, I will describe all of these. You this won't you won't have to remember uh, all of them. This won't be on the test. Okay. That, that's good. Wait, there's a test? Can it be an open Shit. test? <laughs> uh I don't see you taking notes. 
That's, just, I, that's why I have my phone out. I'll just pull your uh, notes up. It's fine. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, you, uh, I wrote them in code. <laughs> the, <laughs> the negatives to a shared Google Doc. So, or Google Drive. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> or the negatives of, you know, just leaving it all out in the open. <laughs> True. So, third edition brought in the Adaru, Aerodemons, Cerebelleth, Castiger, Clericur, <laughs> Mimixicus, the par- the Palrithi, and the Sarasworn. The Mimixicus? What? The the Mimikyu. <laughs> no. Are they just Mimixicus? Mimixicus. Mimixicus. The the oh, they're Roman demons. Yes, naturally. Right. <laughs> so fourth edition brought in very few few new Tanari. In part because it was mostly concerned with whittling down, though perhaps rightfully so, with the Tanari. Yeah. In this instance, yeah, like, less is probably more now. You know, that's probably acceptable. I'm torn between being not surprised that 4th edition (laughs) didn't really... Uh, Hold on, hold on. (laughs) Didn't really add anything. Yeah, hold on. (laughs) Because, um, it... Uh, just give them the, their win for that one, and I will tell you why you're going to be frustrated. Okay. So, the ones that were introduced were the Imolith, the Mesodemon, and the Evistro. It's all very 4th edition. I mean, okay, this isn't yeah. necessary, necessarily 4th edition's fault, but the Imolith were only ever mentioned in 4th edition Monster Manual, and the same with the Evistro. In fact... For the Avistro, I found almost no information on them even existing outside of a tiny entry in the same monster manual. Wow. I think I'm going to have a heart attack of not surprised. The Imoth at least had a wiki entry. (laughs) (laughs) You You know it's bad when there's that link to something related in the wiki entry and it's red. Yeah. You're like, damn it. It's like, nope. This no, doesn't... it wasn't even listed under there. I, <gasps> oh, yeah, no. No, I would literally only found it, like, I was going through each of the monster manuals to make sure that I found everything and, and then didn't, there's... like, miss anything. And there's nothing. So they were, like, written about in this one tiny little, like, paragraph and then just forgot about. Yeah. And wow. Like, a stat block exists for them, and I've seen one... Or two pieces of art for him. Wow. I think I'm going to have a heart attack. <clears throat> Not surprised. So as for the Mesodemon, they were a victim of 4th edition's very stupid alignment changes. They were called <sighs> Mesoloths and classified as neutral evil infernals in every edition since first, except for 4th. Okay, great. So I'm not going to talk about them yet, because they're not demons. Fourth edition just classified them as demons. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. And they had a variation called Forte, they had a variation (laughs) called Soprano, and it was stupid, because they were just... I'm sorry, that was a stupid joke. (laughs) Moving on to actual demons. Fifth edition gave us no new Tanari and simply made some much-needed changes to the organization of demons. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the edition. Just, you know, kind of polishing things as time goes on, skipping fourth edition that reverted back to the, like, Neolithic age, and then... (laughs) Yeah. Rip. So, now we're actually going to discuss each of the types of the demons, and it's going to be, as you can tell, a little wild. 
And I'm going to tell you guys about these demons right after we take a quick break. God damn it. Not, not all right, fine. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to Demons Part 2. Um, I know we say it at the end of this episode, but um, there's going to be a Demons Part 3. Yep. <laughs> it, it happened. Yep. Some, sometimes it'd be that way. More content for you, I suppose. More, more demonic content. Yes. Uh, but we are still running our affiliate partnership with Metallic Dice Games. Oh, my gosh. Get your new dice there. Get new dice stuff. Dice and dice accessories. <laughs> dice and dice accessories. They have a lot more than just dice there, but I do want to point out that their exclusive sets are gorgeous. They really are. Dice sets that you cannot get anywhere else. Very unique. On that note, we announced this last week, but we are running... A, uh, a little giveaway for one of the exclusive dice sets offered on Metallic Dice Games. Yes, it's a very, very gorgeous set. You can, uh, if you haven't seen it yet, you can go check that out on our Twitter, at Dungeonpedia. We have information for how to enter, and also, it runs through the 1st. So, on the 1st of September at noon, it ends. Wait, oh no, it's August. I forgot what month it was. <laughs> I was like, wait, don't you mean August 1st? No. No, that was a little bit ago. So you have almost an entire month to get access to this beautiful dice set and a surprise. What is the surprise? It's a surprise. You'll have to enter to find out. I mean, also. Well, after, I mean, I guess I'll like. Say, or wait until it's over and then uh, like, go to yeah. Twitter. But like. But it's, if you want it, you have to enter. It yeah. costs nothing to you, so why not enter? Yeah. Also, <laughs> speaking of bargains and things like, and, you know, things that cost, okay, this actually will cost you money because you still have to buy it, but you can get 10% off of your entire order from Metallic Dice Games at MetallicDiceGames.com using offer code Dungeonpedia. Yeah, do that, and it's just free shipping, basically. Pretty much. It's like wow. being a Prime member without paying for Prime. I mean, also if you live in the U.S. Also if you live, also in, the if you live in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, get on get on Metallic Dice Games level, Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Give us an offer code as well. We, of course, do still have our Patreon. If you'd like to support us directly, just go there. Search yeah. Dungeonpedia. It'll be there. If you wish to do that, we uh, Greatly welcome appreciate you. appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we are still working on getting some of our backlog edited and posted for our actual play podcast, Projectile Dysfunction. Uh, you can follow that Twitter at ProjectileCast for updates. Meanwhile, you can follow us, you know, on Twitter and Instagram for this podcast, which is just Dungeonpedia. <laughs> In case you forgot. In case you didn't know. You can email us at dungeonpedia.podcast at gmail.com if you have any suggestions or questions or really anything. Episode yeah. suggestions. Taylor won't be taking those. No, not for a good long while. She's busy with the the evil row. The demon. Of the... <sighs> this started so innocently. <laughs> I'm going to talk about some of the celestials. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you find yourself in the abyss. Hmm. Uh, so you can subscribe to us on whatever platform you use to listen to us, uh, and you will be notified immediately when we post new episodes. And also, 
if any of these features are available. We would appreciate it if you left a rating or review on your platform of choice. Uh, it really helps us stand out. And even more than that, we would appreciate if you spread the word and tell your friends who like demons and who like multi-part episodes of things. Yeah. Because this has definitely turned into a multi-parter. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. We're good at that. Sometimes it'd be that way. Sometimes it do be that way. A uh, big thank you to Alexander Nakarada for our theme song, Blacksmith. And I think with that... We're going to venture back into the abyss and talk more about the Tonnery. Yeah. Okay, let's get wild. So, let's start in alphabetical order with the Adaru. Uh, the Adaru were this cunning, mobile Tonnery, or sorry, Tonnery, that really enjoyed corrupting uh, mortals and collecting minions. Ooh. Yes. They also looked like massive millipedes. And they had these humanoid faces that kind of look like a twisted cherub. That's fun. Okay, that's fun. Okay, I know it's going to be a little bit long and I'm not going to go too far off here. But do you know what that description just reminded me of? Yes. Call the face dealer? Yes. yes. Hey, same thought. Same, same thought. Co same the thought. Face it, it, he looks like Code the face dealer. Obligatory Avatar The Last Airbender reference. Also, you said minions, mm. and I just saw... <laughs> you th- thought just... of a demon-collecting minion uh, paraphernalia? No, like the actual, like the actual creatures. <laughs> so, like, that guy... No, that, 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 that's what I was uh, saying, uh, uh, that he, him collecting... <clears throat> oh, you thought of him collecting, like, actual minions. Yeah, like, like he, he exists in the Despicable Me universe, and oh he's my just... God. This just strange millipede. So, um, what what, what is his name again? Yellow uh, piss Adaro. nuggets. Uh, he's not around. a specific like he's not a one demon. He's a classification of demon. I just want to look up a picture. Of yeah, him. go ahead. Um, oh, okay. that's I don't know if that's how you spell it. How that's A D A R U. That's nasty. Oh, I kind of like it though. Oh, what's wrong with his butt? Okay. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Anyway, uh, you're fine. Um. Oh yeah. So they like to burrow and climb, very mobile. Uh, They had this uh, poisonous mist emitting from their body, and it sickened non-evil beings and aided evil beings. They're also immune to uh, spells that restrict movement and have access to greater teleport. Okay, that, like, I get it, but the the fact that the mist only affects non-evil creatures is, like, hilarious to me. Right, I actually kind of got, like, caught on that for a second. I was like, okay, the mist was really cool. Wait, what? It only affects non-evil creatures? No, I, no, it only hurts non-evil creatures and aids evil creatures. That's just, like, hilarious. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why that's, mm. that visual is funny to me. Um, anyway, sorry. A, no, you're fine. Um, Adaru were said to be born in the abyss whenever mortals spoke uh, lies that had grave consequences. Okay. Hmm. Uh, okay. So moving on are the Alkalith. Um, they are actually one of the few types of demons that even other demons find revolting. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, they're this. Their body is this oozy green phosphorescent. Oh. Mass of like dripping toxic corruption. Uh, they're described as putrescence made living. Uh, they are an embodiment of pestilence and heralds of blight. Um, they're covered in leather in a 
leathery coating that constantly cracked open and oozed and hardened again. Uh, They were about six feet in diameter and could alter their form to fit into archways and cracks where they could be easily mistaken for strange fungal growths where they would prey on people. Um, Hmm. They took great pleasure in polluting their environment and their desire was so extreme that they were willing to ignore attacks against them for the chance of corrupting a fresh body of water. Hmm. Too too real. (laughs) I gotta say... While the other demons might find it revolting, I mean, the artwork is kind of cool. I kind of like it. Mm-hmm. Minus yeah. the fact that I'm sure it smells just god-awful, but... Yeah. It, I do like the artwork for it, though. Uh, the Alkaliths were created and served the Demon Lord Jubilex, which we will talk about later. And you will recognize, I'm sure, <laughs> exactly when I bring it in up. Jubilex. 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 Um, okay, so the next is the Armanite. They're this Tanari demon that looks like an undead senator. Um, they Ooh. have like these bull horns and um, they honestly, they look so cool. Um, I love it. Yeah, same. Uh, that tail is wicked. They were clannish and territorial demons and they forbade all trespassers. Uh, they took jobs that had immense amounts of bloodshed with the least personal risk. They were also incredibly arrogant, and uh, if not rewarded the plunder they expected for their services or given orders they didn't like, they would desert or even rebel against their employers. Beautiful. Um, Yeah. So, like, do they use their tail for, like, attacks or something? Because that thing is like a... Saw blade. Almost. Their tails are this long, serrated, like saw blade, pretty much, and um, they they used it to like attack in between gaps and armor. Nice. Uh, this is a pull. It reminds me a little bit of the Andalites from the Animorphs book series. Oh God, that's a pull. Yeah, that's a pull right there. But that's kind of what they they remind me of a little bit, except uh, angry. <laughs> I do not understand that reference. And it's okay. undead. It's okay. Right. I I barely understand that reference. I I read a lot of those books and I barely understand that reference anymore. <laughs> so the next is the Arrow Demon, which um are kind of they're I don't want to say your basic demon, but they're like your foot soldier demon. Um they they're very humanoid. They are basically really ugly, thin, um four armed Orcs. <laughs> yeah, they kind of look like a. Yeah. Well, okay. I would say a cross between a human and an orc, but not in a half orc way. But in a like corrupted bad way. If that makes sense. Yeah. Also, they just like made this and they were like, oh, it's so basic. We don't know what to call it. Oh, fuck. It's got a bow. Let's call it an arrow, arrow demon. demon. It's an arrow demon. <laughs> um, They were one of the few types of demons that actually had like this uh, teamwork mentality, but. Business. Like, it's more of a group survival kind of thing and less altruistic. Oh, that's yeah. not nice. Hmm. Uh, they're cruel, cold-hearted creatures, and they, yeah. They have bows. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a creature that has four arms, you might as well give it bows. True. True. Uh, next up is one of the most, like, iconic of uh, demons. It's the Baylor. Mm. They yep. were... One of the most powerful demons described as the quintessential Tanari, and like 
for good reason. They're imposing humanoid figures. They stand at 12 feet tall, weigh around 4,500 pounds. Uh, they have this incredible, powerful aura of darkness that um, envelops their forms. They have deep red skin and flaming whips. Yeah, this is very classic. Yeah. Yeah, which, mm-hmm. like, the flaming whip is probably one of my favorite yeah, that's aesthetics cool. for a demon. Yeah, also, if I remember correctly, um, Aseric's father was a demon. Or as, was a demon. Duh. Aseric's father was a Baylor, if I remember correctly. Probably. Um, they are driven by overwhelming and primal urge to battle and have a passionate rage. Same. <laughs> <laughs> They're still highly intelligent creatures. They just want to quell their bloodlust. Yeah. It's unquenchable. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's really all there is to it. I mean, I. Yeah, like, I mean, they, they look cool. Like, there's a, there's a lot of stuff going on, but they are very, like, classic. Yeah. Demon. Um,. Like, this is definitely the picture a lot of people have when they think demon. Yeah. Um, I will mention that Baylor, um, Baylor's as a whole were actually named after a ba- after one of their own, who was called Baylor. Um, he was the most powerful uh, and fought with Lulth and fought with... Uh, he was favored by Baphomet. I okay. remember seeing a specific, like, person... Yeah, or I guess in this case, demon, whatever, like a specific thing that was named Baylor, not yeah. they mm-hmm. are a Baylor. Same. He is Baylor. Imagine yes. if there was a human named human. <laughs> How fucked up would that be? There might be. There might be. Oh, God. <laughs> Moving on uh, are the Balgura, uh, also known as leaping demons. They're this um, bestial tonnery that kind of resemble orangutans. Oh yeah. Um the they are like 5 to 6 feet tall which you know they look huge when you think about it but then you think about them standing next to a baylor and it's like that's half tight. Yeah. They're that's they're very um, they're very chonky though. Yeah, but it's the artwork that does it for you. Well, yeah, I know. I'm just saying like when you think of height it's like that's a Yeah. That's still pretty. I would not want to stand next to that thing. Well, yeah, and even though it's only six feet, the thing is like solid muscle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This big... Uh, big about 650 boys. pounds of it, actually. Jesus. <laughs> big, thick boys. Yeah. Jesus. Um, They were the most animalistic of the Tonari, um, but they were not really true beasts, but they were not al- also not very intelligent. Um, They were somewhat indifferent to the dealings of demon politics and infighting they were mostly just content to just give in to their basic animal instincts hmm. yeah i mean that i think that makes sense with their um like their appearance their vibe yeah yeah they're just kind of i mean they're animals they didn't actually despise the beta zoo um they just kind of are pretty much just out for themselves in the most chaotic sense because their instincts are chaotic, chaotic. yeah um, they're, they're territorial, but I mean, as long as you stay away from them, they're really not going to come after you. Yeah. That's good. At yeah. least. So the next one that we have is the Bales. Sorry. I, I always, I always, uh, go straight for it without looking at the little description I have. The Bailazow, or sorry, the Bulazow. 
and it was a violence craving honorary demon that appeared to be a gaunt minotaur. They were kind of the heavy heavy infantry of the abyss. Um, the demonic breed was commonly referred to by planar scholars as Baphomet's perfect children because Baphomet is the one who created them. And they look like Baphomet. And they look like Baphomet. Yeah. Right. They're, like like I said, very skeletal rather than muscular. And rather than, like, the horns of a bull, they have these ram ram horns as well. And uh, their feet ended in claws instead of hooves. So they're not, like, the perfect, like, Baphomet clones. Yeah. But, but they do definitely resemble Baphomet. They look fucking awesome. They're surrounded by flies and their flesh is covered in maggots. Their tail looks like it's dripping fucking poison. Yeah. It is. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Nice. They look fucking awesome, actually. So they are antagonistic, violent bullies, and they delighted in causing conflict, and they only gained entertainment through combat, whether that was their own combat or watching people Other fight. Other people fight. Dang. Yeah. Disagreements among them turned violent easily. I can imagine. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not surprised on that one. So the next one is the Cerebilith, which is a type of tonnery demon um, that possessed psionic powers. Great. Oh yeah. So it was a huge, monstrous, ogre-like humanoid, except for it didn't have skin. It was pretty... I mean, it did, but it was, like, attached to the bone. Yeah, that's all it is. It's, it's just, like, skin and bone. And yeah, it's like it doesn't have flesh. A hideous, swollen, and exposed oh. brain. Oh, that that is its brain. Yep. Oh. Shielded beneath its spinal bones. I just noticed that as you yeah. started saying that. Yeah, its its brain is very long and just kind of out. Yeah, it, like it, we, it's a big old brain. I feel like they're using the word shielded very loosely here. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's um, mostly just like, oh, hey, it, it's got a couple of strong points, but if you poke it right there, it might forget yeah. the word for bite. That seems like a design flaw. <laughs> a little bit. Or maybe its brain is like tough. Or maybe its brain is prote- protected by psionics. Oh, oh shit, right. Yeah, I, I mean, you're right. I Dang. forgot that. And this thing has psionics. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Ugh, that, yep, that's horrifying. So the next one that we have is the Chasmy, and it's sometimes called the Fly Demon because it is a fly demon. They were. <laughs> horrible, disgusting giant flies that sucked the blood and enjoyed torturing and tormenting their victims. It's a mosquito. It yeah, it looks is. like a mosquito. Yeah. Look, look, I'm just I'm just reading what I uh what I uh, wrote down. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I know. There's I'm just saying tr- to help uh, people with that it's yeah, a mosquito if, if you're more not than a fly. Looking these yeah. up, but I mean, really they they can grow about Seven feet to nine feet in length, and Mm-mm. they were very lightweight for Mm-mm. a giant mosquito fly human. Uh, when speaking, Casmis had this rasping, buzzing noise, but communicated via te- telepathy mostly. Uh, their blood was black. What else? They were cunning, but cowardly. Uh, but they loved to torture. Yeah, I mean, they have the tools to do so. Yeah. There's some real choice art and choice miniatures of these guys. (laughs) 
And this looks like what's his name from The Phantom Menace. Oh my god. The slave owner who uh, formerly owned Watto. Anakin. Watto. Huh? Watto. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Dretches are uh, the least powerful of Tanari. They were petty, ugly demons that were usually sacrificed by higher-ranking demons. <laughs> um, oh. They were about four feet tall, weighed 60 pounds, and... <laughs> That, They're that, fucking hideous, man. That, that yeah. weighs more than 60 pounds. They've got like a mole face. Uh, yeah, they've got this. Or like a naked mole rat. The naked mole rats are much cuter than this. Yeah, um, yeah. And there's a interesting. They have like slobbery slack mouths. and <laughs> There's an interesting maybe, maybe striated color, maybe hair situation happening. It's bristly hair. Right, yeah, right in the the genital region that immediately caught my eye, and I was like, "What's that? <laughs> what is that?" I did not even. Well, luckily, um, it's not anything other than hair because they don't reproduce. Thank goodness. Yeah, that's mm. except by nature of hu- of mortal uh, sin. Man, what do you have to do wrong in your life to turn into one of these things? Because I'm going to avoid doing that. <laughs> Ugh, yeah, they nasty. They are like that's worse than the. Um, mostly it's displeasure that co- creates them. Oh, well, I'm displeased all the time. Damn it! <laughs> well, you're screwed. Uh, no, I'm gonna be a dretch, guys. <laughs> so the next one, moving right along, is the Galabra Zoo. Um, it is this. Um, it's so difficult to explain it. They have four arms, but not in a traditional way. The bigger set is, or the top set is much bigger, much, much bigger. And it has two little pincer hands on that one. Yep. <laughs> the smaller set protrudes their, from their stomach, and those are clawed. Um, goat horns are on the top of their head. Their skin's, like, wrinkly and, like, leathery. Um, they have a canine head with numerous fangs. <laughs> I feel like someone's kid designed this thing. <laughs> they also stand around 9 to 15 feet tall and weigh 5,500 pounds, roughly. Jesus Christ. You know, though, I mean, to be fair, when the kind of, the guy who's kind of running everything is Demogorgon, I guess this is like... Oh, yeah, this is just running the mill shit. Yeah, right, it's like, yeah, yeah, that's right. The, the The demon lord has two baboon heads, so I can accept this. <laughs> so... Uh, despite their physical prowess, they preferred to work behind the scenes. Um, they took pleasure in tem- acts of temptation, uh, luring all they meet with lies, deception, and offers of power before ruining their victims' lives. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Demons are fun. <laughs> with a physique like that, you would think they'd be like out on the front lines, like just, just murdering everything. Yeah, like with like the Baylors. Yeah, but no. So the next is the Garistro, uh, which I mentioned earlier. They are this uh, incredibly powerful demon that resembled sort of a fiendish minotaur. Uh, their immeasurable physical power is matched only by the Baylors, uh, but they have none of the intel- intellect to match it. <laughs> <laughs> so they dumb. Yeah, they dumb. Um, they stood at 20 feet tall and weighed 14,000 pounds. Imagine that that thing running at you. Actually, no. Imagine that thing stepping on you, uh, like you are. Oh no! Uh, you are an ant. Yeah. Um. Their 
overall structure was kind of bear-like because they were like wide in the trunk. But when and because of this, they kind of moved on their knuckles like giant gorillas. So they're just like a mishmash. Yeah. I mean, go, that's kind of going with the theme. I feel like a lot of demons are... A giant mishmash? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I mean, I like it, though. It is said that they can grow indefinitely, and apparently a Gorostro was reported to be 200 feet tall. <laughs> Where does that thing even, like, live? The abyss. Yeah, but where, though? <laughs> They're mostly operate as siege weapons. Yeah, fair. I mean, there's like at least 666 layers in the abyss. So I'm sure there's somewhere that has like... A really tall layer. Yeah, a really tall layer with like big enough cows or whatever. And that is a giant siege engine. Yeah. yeah. So the next one it, we have is the Hezru, which, dependent on the edition, kind of look like frogs to me. Uh, they have this... I mean, it's described as being superficial resemblance to toads in humanoid form, but honestly, they look like they just straight up look like toads or frogs. Yeah, they just look like angry frogs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They like I would go with toads. They definitely just look like giant angry toads. Um, so they're about eight feet tall and weigh about seven hundred and fifty tons, and they're just covered in these little spiky things. They had rows of sharp teeth that uh like it they have a massive mouth, so they have tons of sharp teeth. Mm-hmm. It's legitimately like a like a toad with teeth. It, le- it looks like the it looks like yeah. shark mouth. Yeah, it does look like a shark mouth. Actually, um, just they, on a frog. Yeah, toad, frog toad, a frog toad. Um, so they were obedient and simple, but they were very powerful. Um, they gladly served under more powerful demons um, and even summoners who supported their behavior. Uh, which is to say, they like to fight, and they like to be chaotic. <laughs> cool. Um, I'm sensing a theme. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're still demons, and they enjoy beating up even loyal subordinates just for fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, bonding. Said, they, they can't really see the big picture. No. That's just bonding time. Yeah, I mean, when you're a demon. So, next is an Imolith, which... Is a little bit different from a lot of the others because it was created in 4th edition. Um, they are undead demonic creatures that are sometimes created when the spirits of deceased demons fall back to the abyss. They are uh, they greatly despise living creatures and are often found with liches and vampires, though also with demons. Hmm. They're immune to fire because they pretty much just look like a demon skeleton that's on fire. They, yeah, they are straight up just fire. Yeah. Which, I, I guess, given the name Immolith. Yeah. I mean, Immolate. they look kind of cool. They, 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 they do. I'm so, just bracing myself to be disappointed. You said that they were made from deceased demons? Basically, when a, um, when a demon is killed outside of their, uh, outside of the abyss, mm-hmm. they have a chance to either Go back to the abyss and, uh, like, reform their body there. I, well, I say they have a choice. The universe has a choice, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, die, be reincarnated as a lesser demon, or, as a fourth edition, something goes horribly wrong and they become an emolith. Hmm. 
I mean, I'm with it, but hmm, it just kind of feels like I'm with it, but it just kind of feels like there were already, which I know that fourth edition pared down a lot of the pre-existing types of demons. Yeah. But I still feel like that that's like an unnecessary addition, really. Yeah. Like it, it, it seems like it's something that, like I said, I'm with it. And even though fourth, uh, fourth edition pared it down a lot, there's still a lot of other kinds of demons that it's like. Eh. Yeah. Anyway, they no, look cool though. They they do. Um. So next is the Castiger, and uh, they are these wicked, sadistic, um, prisoner wardens, prison wardens basically, and kind of hunters. Um. They're huge, about fifteen feet tall, and could weigh up to ten thousand pounds. Um. They're um roughly humanoid with like these horns that just jut straight out. And rippling muscle, you know, that sort of thing. Cloven hooves, thick ass arms, thick ass legs. Thick ass. Probably yes. have a thick ass, too. Um, they wore armor, but not really. It was, like, metal that they just fashioned directly to its body. Damn. Yeah. And uh, I, I cannot figure out how to spell this. K-A-S-T-I-G-H-U-R. K-A-S-T-I-G-H-U-R. Okay, not even close to what I was thinking. You're fine. So. Fucking weird is what they are. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I, 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 got, I, I got no other words. They were, um, I mean, they were the torturers uh, and the slavers of demon kind. Um, they were actually able to eventually torture advanced creatures such as more more powerful outsiders and even dragons. Oh, hmm. okay. So, yeah, because the thing with their armor reminded me of the... Um, uh, oh, it was one of the planar dragons. It was when white dragons end up in the abyss. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what that reminded me of. So I would imagine that these guys had yeah. probably a hand in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the next is the Clericure, um, or Clericure, uh, which oh. are... <sighs> Go on, sorry. No, you're good. I just uh, I saw an image. Yep. Um, so <laughs> they are one of the most powerful and respected demons. Uh, they are known to be so horrifying that even Baylors give them a wide, wide berth. This is because they stand at over 30 feet tall, have an immense wing, wingspan of 60 feet. Uh, their skin is black or gray and is coarse and rough. Rather than hair, they have a mane of spines coating their body that runs down their fa- from their face to their shoulders. They have four powerful arms seemingly twitching with bloodlust, uh, contrasted by their short but thick legs. Uh, their heads seemingly combine the features of a vicious orc and mule with a set of pitch black eyes. But the most horrifying feature of all were yep. these slobbering mouths was the slobbering mouth that's located on their abdomen, <laughs> containing a drooling tongue, rows of blunt teeth, and a pair of smacking lips. Jesus, this thing is just all sorts of horrifying and fucked up. Okay, so the word, I know that that was probably the word that was used, but those teeth don't look blunt. They look very sharp. Yeah, that was pro- the third edition description. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. fourth. Maybe, yeah, versus yeah. the art. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I just, I I clicked it and I saw the mouth and I was like, oh, yeah, that's the, what we're the doing. Third edition is a lot more blunt. Uh, as a fourth edition, they are very very sharp. I mean, not that them having like blunt like molars is any really better. No, I don't want that to bite me. Uh, they were incredibly powerful and very well aware of it. Um, highly self assured of their own abilities. They. They had this complete sense of security that or, that allowed them to order around almost any other demon. Oh. Attacking any that did not do as they commanded. I mean, they're 30 feet tall. Mm-hmm. Does the other mouth just go, is it just like right there next to their stomach? What's happening in there? <laughs> That's how they really eat. Is it? I don't. I know they probably don't need to eat, but I just want to know what's going on in there. Also, they're 30 feet tall. <laughs> no. Um, so it, it's mostly as a means of very quickly decimating their enemies. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't even matter how sharp their teeth are because they're 30 feet tall. That's big enough to just swallow most things whole. Right, like the mouth yeah. itself is probably like fucking 10 feet. But you have to remember, yeah. these are demons. They enjoy torture. I mean, true. fair. So like it'll just bite your leg off with its gigantic, its gigantic mouth. stomach mouth. So um, moving on. We're at 44 minutes, and I'm not halfway done yet. That's oh, Jesus. Um, so, moving on, uh, we have mains, um, which are M-A-N-E, and they're the quintessential... Blob? Blob. Um, they are a demon that's formed when... They're the basic demon that's formed when a chaotic evil soul died and is sent to the abyss. They're kind of considered fodder by everyone else. <laughs> uh, they are approximately three feet tall, humanoid... Weighing only 15 pounds, their hmm. bodies are pale, bloated, nearly hairless, and crawling with maggots that actually feed on them. Uh, their eyes are constantly dripping with disgusting liquids, and they show no signs of sentience. Uh, their jagged teeth and cruel claws are complementing of their very feral minds. That's lovely. Um, so th- they would make... T- Decent rank-and-file soldiers, except mm-hmm. for their pure hatefulness drove them to attack any na- non-dynamic entities they encountered, and they're also incredibly stupid and difficult to control. Oh, no. <laughs> when you're... <laughs> oh, no. They had no sense of self-preservation and would continue to attack in a way detrimental to their own survival. <laughs> uh, most mains lost their memories in a traumatic process that grants them their forms, um, oh, man, that sucks. And they can, the, the, they're not actually stuck as mains forever. Um, in fact, this is kind of like the larva of the demons. Mm-hmm. Um, like they don't have quite the same. Like you turn into this and then that and then that, like the devils do. But you do have the ability to change out of being a main. Okay, good. I wonder if. They remember what they were like when they change. Oh, God. Oh, they do. Oh, great. Because I would just change into something else and I would be like, oh, yeah, oh, that I, was me. That was me. Oh, no. Ugh. But now I have a, a mouth on my tummy, so it's OK. <laughs> I mean, you um, wouldn't probably go straight there. But, but you know. part of the reason why they are so insane is because of the fact that they lost their memories when they became mains. So and they they're no... just uh, well. They're just left with this frag- fragmented memories and um, this, like, overwhelming loss 
of something something that they can't understand because they're too stupid same <laughs> that sucks yeah man <laughs> that that actually like it, it's funny to laugh at like you know very like typically very stupid D like monsters or whatever but like that sucks yeah anyway um so the next is the merilith and they're you're they're a very powerful tanari they are tacticians and advisors to d- demonic nobility and um, kind of sexy. They also act as serpentine demon queens. So from the waist up, they are attractive humanoid women uh, with six arms. Very uh, oh, what's her name? The mm-hmm. um, Indian, uh, the Hindu goddess. Oh, I think it's uh, Kali. Kali, yes. Kali, I think. Um, but their lower half is this giant green snake, kind of like the Yanti. Yeah, and like um, like Nagas, yes, and Nagas. Lamias, I think. Yeah, um, so they typically carried in each hand highly decorated weapons and adorned themselves with bangles and jewelry. They were about twenty feet long, and uh, and weighed two tons. And then when they stood normally, they were about seven to nine feet tall. So like. Their their like resting posture was seven and nine feet tall. But yeah. if you like, if stretch them up from tail to tip, heads yeah. to tail to twenty feet. Yeah. Also, that's pretty. So I'm. I mean, I'm not saying anything, but it's a it's pretty thick thick girl. Mm-hmm. I'm into it, but <laughs> I was not expecting that. Just well, from that, a twenty that, there's foot. A, there's a lot of uh, essentially a twenty foot snake. <laughs> yeah. So they're like I said, highly intelligent creatures. Um. They were disciplinary masters, and in the eyes of most Meriliths, uh, subtle temptation was but a silly game compared to true warfare planning. Nice. They are bloodthirsty. Uh, they eagerly join melee given the chance, and serve as commanders through, throughout all of the blood war. Um, I mean, that's it for, for them, mm-hmm. pretty much. I will say, I kind of enjoy that a lot, actually. Because I feel like that is a little bit of a subversion of the typical, like, feminine, feminine female demon that you see. Where oh, it's yeah. like, you know, they're all about the lust and the, the trickery. The slow temptation. Yeah, the poisoning. Which I'm not saying isn't cool sometimes, but, It's you know, nice to see the other side of it, too. Yeah, we're just a totally unhinged, well, I say unhinged, but like, you know, bloodthirsty, you know, tactician... Uh, yeah, but still very feminine demon. I think that's cool. It's very, it's kind of subversive. Yeah. So the uh, next is the Marazi, um, who are they're basically ghouls. Um, they're emaciated and pale and leathery. They have this hunched posture, elongated claw nails, and they oh, they, they kind of look like ghoulish elves. Yeah, they nasty. They look like Falmer. They do look like Falmer. You're right. Um, their primary goal is to kill and consume mortals of great physical prowess and intellect. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, yeah, that's that's pretty. Uh, the next is the Molly Deus, uh, the Molly Deus, uh, which are powerful two-headed Tanari that. Uh, what? Yeah. They look awesome. What the heck? So uh, their main head resembled a uh, like a wolf or a hyena, while a slithering serpent 
protrudes out of their neck. That's so cool. Yeah. I wish I had a serpent buddy. They're about 12 feet tall and weigh about 1,500 pounds. Jesus. They had no room for treachery and served their lords faithfully. Though, um, you know, they're not very, they're very powerful, but they're not very high up when you, like, keep in mind the massive hierarchy and their total willingness to serve under others. That, yeah, that's very interesting in yeah. comparison to a lot of other demons. I'm, I mean, I respect it, though. I respect it. Um, the Myrmixicuses, uh were powerful, tonnery, aquatic demons. Uh, they were much slower on land, though they could oddly fly and okay. <laughs> use natural magic. Um, I mean, sure. Yeah. I don't see anything about them that looks like they should be able to fly. Uh, using magic, I get. I, I believe. Sure. Um, All right. Yeah. Yeah. They're arrogant demons who refuse to serve others and instead rule portions of the abyssal seas, and that's pretty much it. Um, the next is the Nabasu, which are also called Death Stealers. Uh, Hell yes. They are aggressive Tanari demons that have a strong connection to undeath and were eternally hungry for souls. They were unique among fiends in that they had to live on the material plane for part of their lives. And they look like bats and gargoyles. Yeah, they look like gargoyle bats. Uh, They're very skinny and lithe and... um, You got bat wings. Yeah, uh... They stand actually about seven feet tall. I know they don't look like it from their art um, and weigh about 140 pounds. That is a very light. Very emaciated, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, they can change their coloration to better blend in with their surroundings. Hmm. Yeah, they yeah. gotta be light so they can fly. Uh, they enjoy treasure hunting a lot. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. Next is the Nalfeshni. Um... They were uh, this oh, mm. <laughs> boorish uh, demo- demonic yep. entity that stands about 10 feet tall. They have, I mean, they look like a boar ate by petal monstrosity that they're, they're flying pigs, okay? I they was have wings. Ask, can they actually fly? Please tell um, me. Because those wings yeah, look very small. Yeah, despite the flimsy appearance, they can fly. Okay. Oh, they have these very, very tiny feathered wings. Please, like, <laughs> I just Which, imagine. like, completely undersized. They have to use magic to fly. No, I'm I, pretty sure. I just imagine that it's like in, in cartoons, you know? Yes, it, it, I mean, it would have to look like that. Yeah, so it's just like, they're kind of like drooping and their wings are just like flapping super hard. <laughs> but, I mean, because they're incredibly rotund beasts. Yeah, they they they. Yeah, thick. I mean, they have that boorish like look. They've got what is that? Three sets of fucking tusks. But yeah, one of them is jutting out from under their eyes. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, one set, not one single tusk. That would be weird. Yeah. Oh yeah, that would be weird. <laughs> At least their tusks are like symmetrical on their face. Um. um by the way, among a Nalfeshni's preferred foods were halflings and terrified beings. Aww. Oh, the fear makes it taste better. Obligatory it reference. I haven't seen that film. The second group uh, included powerful humanoids, certain demons, 
gnomes, immortals, insects, including arachnids, and elemental creatures. That's no. a. <laughs> I was really hoping that gnomes wouldn't make no. that That's list. a very. I'm not gonna lie. The only reason I went into the second part was because of the gnomes. Yeah. That's a very also like varied. <laughs> You know, I think they just like to eat. <laughs> they are um, thick, thick. Well, specifically, so they're known as, for their roles as judges in the abyss. Uh, they process damned souls from the mountain of woe and uh, <laughs> and then appropriate them a task. Whoa. Uh, from atop their flaming throne, they were the ones responsible for turning new, newly deceased of the abyss into mains. And other lesser demons, depending on whether food, slaves, or slave food was most needed. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Hmm. So they don't really fight? No, they're not really fighters. They're more... <laughs> I mean, they're creators, kind yeah. of. Like, they just sit on their fiery throne, apparently, and create things. Despite their love of food, they did possess a reasonable amount of self-control. Um, they often obtain food from the prime material plane and actually stored it within their pantries instead of eating it immediately. The fact that <laughs> the fucking monster manual felt the need to describe that is hilarious. Okay, but also I'm just imagining what a demon's pantry looks like. Also, I think that's very interesting because for a lot of these I was getting a very specific vibe off them that was maybe related to like a seven deadly sin or like a horseman of the apocalypse and I was like, oh, okay, these are the gluttony yeah. But not necessarily. No. Yeah, they don't just eat everything. And that that's the thing is, hmm. I will say a lot of the demons kind of subvert the stereotype. Exactly. So, from there, we have the Palrathi, which are arrogant demons covered in fire. Love it. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, they're tall, emaciated humanoids with blood red or blue skin. They had these bony vestigial wings and... Um, it could easily be distinguished by being entirely covered in flame. The fire did not harm them, and they could change the color and appearance of the flames at will. Um, I want to be that. You want to be that? Yeah, that's... I'm, I'm with it. They were used by Baylors as sergeants or messengers, and um, more powerful demons took great delight in reinforcing, reinforcing their positions with them. <laughs> Just... Because of... Yeah. Um... I mean, they actually disdained fighting in melee, I will say, um, but they were known to be extremely malicious and sadistic. I they mean, were desperate. That makes sense. Yeah, they were desperate to acquire souls, magical knowledge, and power, or any other form of currency that can be used to gain power. Yeah, just flaming demons. A flame. A flame. So they can change their own color of the fire. Wow, that was a fucked up sentence. Anyway. You're good. So next up, we have the Rudderkin. Uh, so Rudderkins were demons that are very low on the pecking order. Um, they're these grotesque, disfigured oh. demons with backwards pointing ears. They have this little arm thingy that struts out, juts out and has another mouth on it. Uh, oh, oh, they're misshapen and like... Yeah. Hmm. Um, that's, that's nasty. That's lovely. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty in its own way. They were carriers of the warping plague and infected victims with a bite. Uh, the bitten experienced debilitating symptoms such as pain and tremors while their bodies were warped and disfigured by the abyss's taint. 
The victim's flesh was twisted and shifted around the bones, transforming them into abyssal wretches. That's one hell of a process. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't want any kind of taint to do with this thing. Right? Can I just say the like, usage of the uh, the word taint there? I don't know. Just ten out of ten. Taint. <sighs> Jokes. <laughs> So, um, God, that's so gross. Next up, we have the Sorrow Sworn. Um, I hate their hand mouth. I hate their hand mouth. I'm sorry. Uh, next up is the Sorrow Sworn. It, it's a creature that preys on feelings of grief and loss. That sucks. Yeah. Um, so I'm bringing them up, but I will say, as of, um, as of fourth edition, they have been reclassified. Uh, th- to be shadow creatures from the Shadowfell. Okay. So they're kind of undead demons that uh, are fragments of death incarnate. Um, they're these gaunt humanoids that are 12 to 15 feet tall and weigh about 500 pounds. Okay, that- I definitely did not see them being that tall. Yeah, because they're very gaunt. And, they're, and their image makes, their art makes them look small. Yeah. Um, they have hooked claws for hands and they're kind of... They kind of are meant to evoke, like, a really upsetting-looking reaper. They, uh, they kind of do. Yeah. Um, I'm upset. So, at a whim, the Sarsworn demon exuded an aura that provoked creatures within 30 feet to suffer intense feelings of despair and personal loss, constantly imagining the worst bereavements and failures they'd ever known or could dread to know. Those of Iron Will could shrug off such thoughts. The rest were overwhelmed and distracted and weakened by them. Okay, that's a normal Tuesday for me. What's special about them? Uh, a victim could become dazed, and they thought if they thought on these losses, if it spoke of great the great emptiness of genocide of history, of genocide, massacre, tragedy, and pointless sacrifice, a victim might become dangerously confused. If it promised future sorrow or taunted its victim with the futility of fighting against the inevitable, they would become stunned with fear. They could. Convince people to take their own life. Dang. Yeah. I was going to make a joke up until that last sentence. That well, sucks. Okay, yeah. then. Um, they prefer to prey on his victims from hiding. Yeah, yeah that, that, make, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, I can, I can ride with these guys being demons. Yeah. That's a pretty chaotic, evil thing to do. Um, when they did get switched to um, Shadowfell creatures. Yeah, they are servant. They became servants of the Raven Queen. Really? Why yeah. do you have people like that in your employ, Miss Raven Queen? Yeah, that doesn't Mm-mm. even make sense. That's I, um, I, I don't like that. Basically, they are. It's kind of like I didn't go too far into it because this is about demons. But basically, it would be they were the twisted remains of Shadarkai. Okay. Like, all right. Uh, yeah. All right. Um. I, we don't have time for me to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. So next are the succubi. Even though they got switched around, I I mean, I, obviously I went over the last thing, even though it got switched around, but even though it got switched around, I'm going to talk about the succubus. I mean, we all know what a succubus is. It's a beautiful, lesser breed of Tanari. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a beautiful demon. Um, that um, Sexy. A succubus appears as a stunningly beautiful woman of statuesque build and perfect figure with flawless skin and red or raven black hair but also clawed fingers and a large, dark-hued or reddish bat-like wings mounted on their backs. 
Their eyes were set to smolder with sinister desire. Uh, small <laughs> horns or a tail might also be seen. Uh, succubi, on average, are about six feet tall and weigh about 125 pounds. And they're beautiful. And incubi are pretty much their opposite. I mean, I not really their opposite. They're just the male version. Right. They're just beautiful men. Yeah. <laughs> succubi have a shape-changing ability and assume any humanoid form that they want to. And mortals rarely saw succubi and incubi in their true forms. It's interesting that they were still, like, sexy, though. Yeah, yeah. Because I find the idea of them secretly being, like, kind of gross or maybe just completely formless, like a like a ditto or something. Yeah. And then just transforming into whatever that person's personal fantasy is, is compelling. But they're sexy, whatever. Um, so they're described as... Interestingly enough, lovers, not fighters. Uh, Secubi fled all conflict if they could. Um, They preferred subterfuge and seduction, uh, turning their enemies against one another and making them into loyal servants. Uh, They were very lusty creatures. Um, They could use a life-draining kiss. Yeah. Um, A preferred tactic was to disguise themselves in feign friendship or pretend to be a damsel in distress. A fiendish succubus desired a corrupted soul like nothing else and feeling utterly empty until they claimed one. <laughs> cool. So they enjoyed corrupting people. Yeah. That's, a, yeah. that's. I mean, yeah. So next up is the Iridizu. Iridizu. Sure. And the, like, the name I actually recognized when you went through the list earlier and had to look them up. Just to make sure, but yeah, they're rat beans. Yeah, they're <sighs> because I came across them researching something, and I was like, "That's just a fucking rat." Yep, uh, they are. I mean, they're six foot tall rat beans. I mean, what else do you want me to describe them as? They have very low intelligence, um, Aww. but uh, and they were also kind of gutless. Oh, they they regularly took abuse. In the abyss, so they preferred to be on the material plane. Oh, um, I'm sad. Yeah, um, I'm sad for them. But I mean, they serve under various uh, demon lords. Um, and finally, we have the rocks. Uh, they are known by all abyssal denizens as untrustworthy and flighty creatures ruled by greed. I mean, they're definitely flighty creatures. Look at that thing. Yeah, they're eight feet tall weigh 500 pounds and appear between a cross and a, a cross between a vulture and a human. Yeah. Also, if if other well, I guess they're kind of all in conflict with each other pretty consistently. But if 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 you're considered to be untrustworthy in the company of other demons, that's when you know it's bad. Right. Yeah. Like they by look all cool, other though. demons. They are untrustworthy. I okay. kind of want to be one of these after I die. Um, their bodies are twisted and gnarly and with a long neck and limbs that's, that are all covered in sinew. The parts of their body that are not covered in sinew are covered in small gray feathers and often stunk of carrion. Um, <laughs> I... Yeah. yeah, yeah. I kind of, I kind of dig them. Like they're they're interesting looking. Now the physical description of them kind of turned me away after that because like, ugh. yeah. So they were once thought to be lo- loyal only to their own kind, but rocks turned out to be treacherous even towards each other and betrayed <laughs> their fellows for simple cheap jewels. Um, 
they are like literally twisted, horrible birds. Like, so they're kind of the the greed. Yeah, they they kind of embody greed. I see a little bit. Um, they're capricious in the extreme and only work together due to their um ability to coordinate and are well known for abandoning their jobs and joining new masters they believe to be more powerful. They're kind of like really, really worse Kenku. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just demon Kenku, but worse. Yeah. Just well, even, even Kenku had a stronger sense of like racial togetherness yeah. and everything than it seems like these guys. Do. Oh, yeah. I mean, these guys don't give a shit. Yeah. These no. are just like hell Kenku. I mean, they vultures. would sell their mother for one corn chip. Yes. Impressive, you two. Um, so they saw no reason to accept a bargain when they could simply kill a diplomat, take his treasure, and then have the added benefit of saving their need for carnage and having a fresh meal. Delicious. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. In combat, they acted like birds of prey and... Oh, it's fun. Rocks were, were wrought from evil, ancient sins of hatred and wrath, weirdly enough, and not greed. Hmm. I mean, sure. Yeah. And even though I have so much more that I have written out, I am going to have to do a part three for demons. <laughs> Oops. I'm sure everyone is so upset about this. I wanted to get to the neutral evil, guys. You'll get there. Eventually. Eventually. On the bright side, I don't have to do very much research for my next episode. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but that's all I have uh, that that I can fit into... <laughs> Yeah. The time. Otherwise, you would do, like, one thing from the next category and then just have to be like, all right, guys, that's it. Yeah. That <laughs> Leave you on an incredibly unsatisfying cliffhanger. At that point, we would just be eating up our uh, time availability. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Rip. Yeah. Well, that was certainly... Enlightening. Enlightening, though. Those things are fucking ugly, man. Which ones? All yes. Of, well, Not all of them. them. I can't say all of them, but most of them. Yeah. And then the poor cowardly rats. Yeah. Yeah, that that's kind of sad. I wish they were at least smart. I just feel bad for a lot of these guys. <laughs> well, don't feel bad because they would very easily... You just, know. like, kill me. Oh, or yeah. Without, without a second thought. Yeah, without even a first thought, really. Yeah. Or, you Some know, like, them. seduce me and then not even stay for breakfast and also corrupt my soul. You yeah. Know? And take it. <sighs> Hmm. Well, thank you, everyone, uh, so much for listening. Don't forget, follow us on all of our various social media platforms and areas yeah. that we mentioned in the break. Our social media areas. Yep. Tell your friends who like demons. Yeah. I'm, I know you have one. Yeah. I mean, and there's always at least one friend that's into demons. Maybe don't tell your parents about this one, though, unless they're cool. Hopefully yeah. you have cool parents. Hopefully you have cool parents that like demons. If you have anything you would like to suggest as a topic Feel free to send us an email at dungeonpedia.podcast at gmail.com. And, uh, well, I guess you don't really have your word cut out for you for your next episode because it's mostly, <laughs> it's mostly done. done. <laughs> well, I might have to do some adjusting and make sure that it doesn't go as crazy over as this one. Hey, yeah, it happens. Fine. But thank you everyone again for listening. And uh, we'll catch you here next week on another episode of Dungeonpedia. Man, I think the bad for this rat guy. I know. The one looks like Master Splinter, and it makes me sad that he's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>